Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 143 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is Ruth Yakubu. Ruth is a senior cloud developer advocate for startups at Microsoft and founder of poshbeauty.com. Ruth specializes in Java, artificial intelligence, advanced analytics, data platform and cloud, and has worked for companies such as Accenture, Warner Brothers, and Ticketmaster in software architectural design and programming. So, Ruth, can I ask you maybe to expand on that intro, and in particular, tell us a little bit more about your role as Senior Cloud Developer Advocate for Startups at Microsoft? Well, first of all, Phil, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. That was a great introduction that you gave on my background. In addition to uh, my role, one of the things that I do with uh, Microsoft is I'm a tech speaker. So I speak at several um, tech or developer conferences. And to get them excited and energized at the different um, technologies that we have on Azure and show them how to solve their problems on Azure. You also mentioned that uh, I'm a developer advocate for startups. And basically what we do for startups, uh, which is very dear to me since um, I come from a background of having uh, Posh Beauty as my startup company, my job is to enable startups, whether they're from early stage to maturity, by providing them a one-on-one technology consultation or having workshops at uh, accelerators or incubators. And this is basically um, an opportunity to help them solve their technology challenges. And finally, uh, one thing I was not aware of when I was uh, uh, you know, in the startup space is Microsoft offers amazing program called Microsoft Startup Program, and I was not aware of it when I was a startup. It's amazing how many startups that I speak to now, and they're like, what? (laughs) Because you can get up to 120,000 credits in the Azure Cloud, and I think this is amazing because as a startup, when you start up, you have a great idea, but you're wasting a lot of the money maybe hosting us somewhere where, you know, you can leverage the cloud. And for companies like Microsoft, they're willing to give you a place that you can do your proof of concept, build your business, and build all of that you're doing it for free. So um, that's an area that um, is very awesome that um, we have this for startups. Sure. Um, are a lot of startups, are they, they taking advantage of this? Oh, yeah. Um, I recently did a talk for female entrepreneurs in the New, uh, New York area. 
and they were as soon as I was done. I don't think I finished my last sentence, and they were queuing up in line, and everybody wanted to know about this program. And I already know that for the most part, most people are not aware of, but just the eagerness and the follow-up emails that I was getting to find out more details about this shows that, uh, yeah, we are going the right steps into truly, truly helping these programs. And it's not just giving you free credits and taking off and saying, ideals, good luck with the free credits. Um, we also circle back, um, as you know, a lot of startups, you come up with a great idea, but what about the technology side? A lot of people are not tech savvy. So how do you bring in the right uh, developer team to build your product? And even if you build uh, bring them, are they coming up with the right architecture? Because a lot of companies, when they start up, um, they'll build things very fast. By the time they get acquired uh, and get funding um, by a lot of these venture VC companies, they have to refactor their application or programs all over again. So our goal is to help you build things right the first time and stay competitive. So it's not, okay, we're going to show you the right way of doing things, but you have to be conscientious that chances are some other competitor is out there. So how can we show you the right tools to quickly get your team up to speed and put this product out. And also, one thing about the, the Microsoft or startup programs is for people that are, have their business model that's a B2B type of model, we also help you get access to customers. So Microsoft has a lot of customers, partners, and whatnot. You can put your product in the um, Azure marketplace, and our sales team is over there advocating for your product because the sales teams are not really compensated by how many licenses that they went and handed out and took off running. <laughs> it's actually the amount of consumption that um, businesses or our partners are consuming on Azure, that's how their compensation is uh, measured. So they're more than happy to recommend all of these startups if they have a great product to our fellow um, customer or partner ecosystem. So for me, as a start, if I'm in their shoes, this is like a win-win because when you finish your product, the next thing is you're scratching your head is, where are these customers and where am I supposed to get them? <laughs> yeah, so um, that's basically what um, our duty is, both enabling them and text speaking. So Ruth, can you perhaps share a career tip with the IT Career Energizer audience, one they may not know and perhaps should? One thing um, I'll talk personally for me, um, I've been in the industry for 15 years, 
But I've noticed that technology has is constantly changing. And you as a person in IT, you have to learn to adapt and learn new things. Just because you're good at one thing does not mean you just stayed there for 20 years doing the same dance. You need to learn new things. For example, in the early 2000, like year 2000, you know, the hype was uh, mobile apps when it first came out. In the mid-2000s, uh, like maybe 2011, you had the big hype of the big data because now we have clouds that can process massive amounts of uh, advanced analytics. Then now, all we hear about is artificial intelligence, machine learning. So as you see, the trend changes um, even companies are pivoting. We knew Amazon as an online store uh, warehouse that sold products to people. They changed their company. They're still doing the same thing, but they're now servicing the cloud. When I talk to my friends that are non-IT, all they know Amazon as, oh, I go there to do shopping. They don't know that Amazon is also... Uh, you know, the AWS is a cloud provider. Microsoft, for example, we knew Microsoft as selling Office, Office licenses. Look at how we've uh, transformed ourselves to now be a, one of the leading cloud providers out there competing in the cloud space. Then Google, last I checked, I was supposed to just... Uh, do searches, but Google is also in the, you know, in the competition in terms of uh, providing cloud solutions. So, what can you can see today is not going to be the same thing that you see tomorrow. So you have to learn to pay attention to where the market is, the trend is going, and be able to. Stay on the coattail. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to be visual and not be left behind. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that applies to both individuals and companies. It's all about market trends and direction. Obviously, companies from a commercial perspective, but also from an individual perspective, yeah, following the trends that, that suit your interests as much as anything else. Exactly. Yep. You get it. Okay. Um, Ruth, can you perhaps tell us about your worst IT career moment and what you learned from that experience? One thing that sticks out to me, I'm sure I have a lot, but the one thing that always stuck to me, I remember when I was graduating from my uh, university, I went to one of my favorite computer science professors for advice that, okay, I'm about to re uh, enter the real world. What advice can you give me? So he told me to take, when you're looking for a job, take a job not because of the salary, but because of what you love. Like when you're interviewing, figure out what the company is doing. Do you love it? And no matter how much money they put on the table, if it's not something that you love, back up. At the time, I listened to him, and I was like, wow, this guy has lost his mind. Since when is money not a <laughs> factor? So 
whatever he told me, I thought that was nonsense, and I threw out the window. But over the years, um, I made a mistake as, you know, I was maneuvering my career that um, one incident where I went to an interview, saw the warning signs, did not even know what this team did, but, you know, you play the game. When you're, when you're interviewing, you put your best foot forward and you already went through HR, you know, have an idea what this is worth. But by the time you get the job, now you have um, the high, you know, you have like some kind of high that, yay, I had this job, I'm being paid X, Y, and Z, my problems are solved. For this one particular job, I hated it so much. Um, feel all like to say, at one point, I think I was wearing black, <laughs> all black to work. <laughs> so, um, but th- luckily that was earlier in my career. So um, I think now I'm cognitive of that, that um, there are a lot of factors that you need to take into consideration, not just money when you're embarking on a new career. Yeah. Okay. So moving away from your worst moment, can you perhaps tell us about your career highlight or greatest success? I've had been blessed to have a lot of good career highlights that I'm proud of and also grateful for. But um, one thing that... uh, is, was pivotal to change the way I operated was when I first found my startup company, which was uh, poshbeauty.com. To me, that was the biggest achievement. The reason why it was the biggest achievement is I was so fearful. I saw a need in the industry that sat on the idea for years waiting for somebody else to come and saw the need. Then when I, you know, drummed up the courage to start the business, there was that voice in your head that, oh, you can start it, but nobody wants it. Or even when you share with people, there are going to be critics out there discouraging you. But plowed forward and put the startup out there. And you'd be amazed as soon as I did that, doors opened and Long story short is one thing I discovered is I had a lot of hidden talents and abilities that I possess as an individual that I did not have. And all of that came out when I started um, this company. So after that, I learned, you know, I ran the company for five years, but when I stepped away and joined Microsoft, one thing that I've learned uh, from that experience is to step out of your comfort zone. So now in everything that I do, um, whether I'm asked to, my boss asked me to do something that I'm nervous about, I have to assess, okay, why are you being nervous? Is it because you can't do it? Or are you afraid of failure? So I learned to not run away from 
uh, fear, but face fear, because I look at fear now as a handicap. And the more you face your fears and you conquer them, the more you've eliminated one handicap and you move on to another one. So, for example, even though um, I was doing great in the in my career as an IT person, I was never a public speaker. I hated public speaking. I had to do, you know, architectural designs, presentations for large IT groups. I used to dread that, that for like crazy. But um, in Microsoft, when this opportunity for developer advocate came, I knew exactly it's going to have to do with a lot of public speaking, yeah. which I had not done that many. Yes, I love to, number one, speak to the developer community. Number two, I'm a woman in IT. You don't see a lot of that. And that's one of my hidden passion to stand for other people that look like me to see that there are others out there that look like them, that they can do it. So even though I was excited, this was my crutch, but I decided, no, Ruth, face your fears. So now <laughs> now I'm a tech talker. Yeah. <laughs> at uh, large arenas. I remember the first one, I think I almost had a heart attack and passed out on stage. But now it's amazing. You know, you I've been to the largest crowds, to the smallest crowd, and now it's all the same now. And just to look a year back, how much I've grown, I'm really appreciative of that. So, Ruth, what excites you about the future of the IT industry and careers in IT? Number one is, like I mentioned before, how technology has evolved. For me, I'm always at the edge of my seat. What is next? But currently, I'm impressed of the future of AI, artificial intelligence, what AI is doing when it comes to bots when it comes to internal business processes, um, people that are using internally to make business decisions, intelligent applications that are coming out. And all of this is to enable us to make smarter, is to enable those applications, whether it's bots or apps, to make smarter, intuitive, and provide us better experience. So you can have an app that knows about you that can make smart recommendations and it has an ability to be intuitive, recognize things on your behalf uh, and point it out to you. Then with our everyday life, You know, when you look at all these apps that we use on an everyday-to-day experience, these are enhancing our lives. They're making it better. And um, I'm excited for what we have right now. Um, You can see some parts are not perfect, but I'm hopeful and looking forward to where this wave of AI 
is going to take us. So Ruth, we're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. You ready for this? <laughs> oh, God. Yes, I'll try. Okay. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? What first attracted me is actually I was supposed to be uh, going to the medical fields, but it was somebody else's dream, my parents' dream. It was not my dream. Um, what attracted me, number one, was I knew I was good at math. That was the one subject in school that I always excelled in. So number two is watching my brother, older brother, who was uh, in computer science at the time, coding. And whenever I came to his desk asking him what he's doing, and he'll explain what he's doing, how the logic works and everything. It just got me excited. I was like, this is what I want to do. I don't want to dissect guinea pigs. I don't want to operate on human beings. <laughs> I don't want to do whatever these people are doing. But there weren't any women in it, which was my first hesitant. But the hidden fighter in me, uh, if you tell me I can't do something, that's when I'm interested. So I just decided to take a leap of faith and jump into this um, IT world. And that was the most biggest blessing I've ever, I'll say, I've had to actually be in a field that I love. Great. Okay. And what is the best career advice you've ever received? One that stands out to me was my mentor in um, Accenture. It goes back to trying different things. You can't just do one thing. You have to try um, different things. And at the time, I hated it. But over time, as the years progress, you're going to have a vast, uh, a broad knowledge of this industry, um, how things work, and everything is going to come full, full circle. I'm just thinking of my feet. I'm sure there's a good yep. one out there, but throwing a blank. <laughs> okay, no, no problem. If you were to begin your IT career again right now, what would you do? If I'm to start right now, fresh out of college, I think I'll trust my my instinct more and step out more. Um, because I feel like when I first started, um, I felt like I was not good enough. So I held myself back more. So I think now I would have been more aggressive into stepping out, doing things I love, and not waiting for somebody to tell me, Ruth, you need to do this. Ruth, you need to pursue this. So, and also learn more more languages. I'm not saying be the jack of all trades, but I used to be a Java person and I thought Java was the best thing ever, which is one of the popular language, but you can be just close-minded. It's good to also know what else is out there and do a comparison over time. And what career objectives are you currently focusing on? My career objective right now I'm focusing on 
is number one, um, to make a good impact on women um, in the STEM industry. Um, I recently read that um, the graduation rate of women in computer science has gone down for the since 2015 to, I think, 2017, they did a stat. It's gone down from 16% to 15%. It's troubling to me because when I was coming up, I didn't have any female figures out there to look at. My graduation class, I went to University of Minnesota. There was only five women walking on the stage. So for me, as everything I'm doing, I want, you know, other people, the little I can do to see that, yes, there are more people out there doing things than um, right now I'm in the startup space. So I did a lot of things right when I was, I had my startups and I did a lot of things wrong when I was uh, a startup. So my current focus right now is how can I help that community not do what I did wrong, but also to bring my technology expertise to help them. So those are areas that get me excited as an individual. And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? For me, I'm easygoing. I love humor. I love a good laugh. Um, so um, from teams that I've had over the years, um, I've cherished them because, yeah, that's, for me, I'm easygoing. So I try to get along with everybody. So that has always helped me just to have a positive, open mind with whoever you're dealing with, whether it's somebody very important or somebody that some people may not think they're significant. Ruth, can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT Career Energizer audience? Technology is everything. It touches everything, whether it's different industries for our lives out there. So if you're in the IT industry, you have chose an awesome career to be in. So number one, you should applaud yourself for that. The next thing is um, know that you're a contributor. You may be behind the scenes and whatnot, but whatever you're doing, you're impacting people's lives. Then um, with everything that we do, we can use IT for good and for sometimes for unethical things. So for me is enjoy the ride, but um, always use IT for the good. And finally, what's the best way we can find out more about you and connect with you? You can find me, my name, Ruth Yakubu on LinkedIn. If you're also on Twitter, you can go to Ruthie, that's R-U-T-H-I-E. Then my last name, Y-A-K-U-B-U. And that's my Twitter handle. 
Ruth, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Oh, thank you, Phil. I appreciate the opportunity. A quick thank you again to my guest on today's show for sharing their career tips, advice and experiences. You'll find a show notes page for today's episode on the IT Career Energizer website, which will be itcareerenergizer.com slash e and then the number of today's episode. Now that there are three new episodes of the show every week, make sure that you're subscribed to the show so you don't miss out. And don't forget to join the new IT Career Energizer community group in Facebook. If you're enjoying the podcast, it would be great to hear from you and to learn about your own career journey, your successes, opinions and thoughts on the future of the industry. Thanks for supporting the show. And remember, if you're not growing your career, you're slowing your career. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.